Mr. Compact. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day 21. The Human Resources Gap Analysis for Compliance Issues. How can you determine if human resources can meet the needs of a best practices compliance program? One place to start is with a gap analysis to determine what human resources has in place that can facilitate your company's compliance program. Obviously, any gap analysis you make will inform your compliance program around HR and will give you a roadmap going forward to determine what you need to do and will allow you to risk rank how you need to do that. The first element of an effective compliance program under the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines is to establish, to have established policies and procedures to protect and detect noncompliance with rules and regulations such as the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. While the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines specifically conduct, excuse me, target criminal conduct, companies would not be wise to limit their risk assessment or gap analysis to this only. Obviously, a best practices compliance program falls directly into this. Most, if not all, companies possess a number of corporate policies that govern employee behaviors. The person in charge of the compliance function should work with HR to first identify the policies that exist across the company, utilizing a gap analysis to catalog the existence of corporate policies across the company, noting policy gaps and inconsistent application of policies across various locations. The business units and functional disciplines should be tasked with filling the gaps and standardizing the conflicting policies. In order to operationalize compliance, you have to know what you have to be compliant with going forward. You have to know the 10 hallmarks of an effective compliance program. You need to know the 13 good practices under the OECD. If you're in the United Kingdom, you need to know 
six principles of adequate procedures. So how does one work with the business units and functional discipline to structure the identification of legal and compliance risks in HR in a way that can be managed and utilized with some degree of ease? Here are a few questions that you might pose to the HR department to begin to perform a gap analysis regarding HR policies and procedures around compliance. One, does HR have an inventory of policies, procedures, laws, and regulations concerning employment and compliance-related matters applicable to the company's business? Two, who is the person specified with updating this inventory and, indeed, updating the policies? Three, if not, what system does HR use to ensure that it's aware of the various compliance laws and regulations with which it is required to comply. Four, what evidence would HR be able to produce to the government to support a finding that the company has a solid compliance program for applicable laws and regulations? In other words, how would you document, document, document? Five, what types of compliance training are mandatory for all employees? Are any optional? And how does HR track and document completion? How is the training performed? Are your employees risk-ranked prior to their training? Is the training provided in the local language of the employee or only in English? In other words, do you use translations? Six, what type of enforcement actions predominate in the compliance area? That's internal enforcement actions. How does HR track such actions? What's your reporting system? What's your incident reporting system? Seven, are employees within HR function specifically trained to understand compliance requirements applicable to them and their function? This really gets at the heart of operationalization. Because if you're going to utilize HR in any of the steps I've articulated this month, you have to have to train HR. Now, HR has significant professional training on their own, their own profession, their own discipline. But they're not going to know the ins and outs of compliance. So you're going to have to train the trainer. And that means you as the compliance professional must do so. Eight, does HR provide senior management with periodic updates on the results of key risks and compliance violations? Nine, has HR established some type of escalation criteria to ensure that high-risk compliance issues are reviewed at an appropriate corporate level? And then 10, does HR have compliance monitoring standards in place? Does HR perform periodic audit to ensure that its policies and procedures are being complied with? These are only a few of the questions that you may want to begin to ask in the process of assessing uh, assessing how compliance and the role of HR apply to your company, particularly in the area of operationalization. My final suggestion is to work with HR to create a HR compliance audit checklist that can be used to audit and document the company's HR compliance program and their operationalization thereof. The key to compliance, in my opinion, is to have a proper structure to identify the issues, implement policies and procedures, to address the issues, audit for compliance, and document, document, document. 
So what are today's three key takeaways? When was the last time you performed a gap analysis in HR around its policies and procedures as, as they relate to compliance and internal controls around HR compliance? I've touched upon uh, the internal controls you need uh, for HR uh, in this uh, one-month series. But when was the last time you did a specific gap analysis on either of those two? If that was more than a year, you might want to think through doing one of those again. While the ultimate responsibility should lie with business units and functional discipline to fully operationalize compliance, the chief compliance officer does have a role to test, probe, audit, and monitor. And that's where our gap analysis comes in. And finally, the role of the compliance department should be to oversee and provide subject matter expertise and coordinate. You can use HR to deliver as a delivery mechanism for the solution. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on day 21, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for our final day of one month to better compliance through HR. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program through the use of your HR function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at T-F-O-X, that's T-Fox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.